Hello guys and welcome back to episode number 21 of the Tom and Rory talk show. Uh, Tom's with me in the studio today. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, Tom, today we're sort of looking at um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's sort of tenure at Man United so far. Oli in, Oli out, that is the question. Um, yeah, but it's sort of a holistic view of Man United yeah. and Oli's time there and um, where they should go from here. Yeah, it's sort of in response to their defeat in the Europa League final, um, which obviously has kind of, I think, shed a bit more light on Oli's time at United, or given a bit of a new perspective, because I think a lot of people were going into that Europa League final expecting them to win. I was definitely expecting them to win. I wasn't kind of... I was. I don't think I was as sure as everyone else because it was a final and Villarreal had got to the final. They'd put out Arsenal, who obviously Arsenal haven't been amazing this season, but still I think their run to the final was pretty impressive. And um, Emery's experience as well, compared to Oli's in in that competition, I think was very, uh, was underestimated a lot. But United had looked good up until that final, and they have much better players than Villarreal. So I think the fact that they didn't win that final, which a lot of people expected them to do, has meant that their season looks a lot worse than I think people visualised yeah. it would look. Well, because the Europa League in mm -hmm. a second place would have been a good season. I'm not even that kind I mean, of overall. If you're Man but, United, you should be doing yeah. more than that, really. But mm -hmm. it, like you know, second place would have been progression, and it's a trophy, so that would have been yeah. satisfactory. And yeah. realistically, Villarreal was a team that they should have been beaten, like easily. They I mean, easily. they started well; they were hard to beat, but mm -hmm. they were. Like, you know, we watched that final together. They were yeah. kind of there to be beat, weren't Honestly, they? Honestly, that was... Like, we, we watched a lot of football together. Yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the worst games yeah. we've watched together. Like, genuinely. Like, you know, Man that United... and the England game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man United, Man United yeah. should have been winning that game. Like, yeah. They just sat deep. Like, if they had any sort of innovation, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if they had anything, mm -hmm. like, sort of extra about them, they win that game, but yeah. they didn't. So um, well, that's yeah. that's. I guess if we start with this, this is what I was saying to Tom earlier. It's quite, it's been quite a difficult. Well, it, I feel like United as a whole. We did a United podcast. I think that was our second ever podcast. Was it Man United? No, I, I, I don't think. think it was. Oh no, it was our fourth. I yeah, think it was our yeah, fourth. Yeah. yeah. No, our second was the Barcelona one. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, one, yeah. yeah. No, so our fourth <laughs> one was that Man United rebuild where yeah. we kind of looked at them in a lot of detail. Um, and again, we've kind of been doing a lot of like sort of. Um, reappraisals of, of, of teams lately like yeah, we did the yeah. Tottenham one again we did Arsenal again we're kind of doing United again but yeah. I think there is substance to talk about but one of the things I said to you earlier was one of the reasons I think they're so hard to work out is because they have like when they have a lot of the ball like for a team that scored 121 goals this season which is is, is, is phenomenal and it, it yeah. you know deserves to be kind of like spoken about they still struggle to break teams down and they have Bruno who's created the most chances in the league mm -hmm. but they still struggle to break teams yeah. down especially when they have more of the ball mm -hmm. they seem to be a lot more effective when they have less of the ball and you know I was going to talk about a few of uh, what I think have been their better performances this season but why do you think they are why, why do you think we see this pattern where they struggle when they dominate the ball or that when they have more of the ball and they're more comfortable kind of not necessarily sitting back but letting teams play with a bit more freedom I mean I do think a lot of people put this down to Oli but I do personally think it's a bit of a personnel issue mm -hmm. just because I think you've got players like Rashford and Greenwood who are like Rashford is notoriously someone better who's running into space mm -hmm. he's not the most creative player ever he just sort of runs into space that's why he struggled up front attack, as well and he's, yeah he struggles through the middle mm -hmm. like um, Greenwood who's played off the right for a lot of this season 
pretty much just a great finisher. He's not necessarily the most creative player of all time. No. And as as great as Bruno has been creatively, and he has massively improved their attacking output, like, I wouldn't say he's, like, the most efficient player ever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's got, like, that moment of magic. Because, um, like, there's a lot of times where Bruno, he kind of, Ghosts in a game, I would say. I think with Bruno, one of his one of his best attributes is his relentlessness. Yeah. In the sense that he again, he'll create a lot of chances. He'll try and make things happen. But I think when you say he doesn't have the moment of magic, I guess it's like he can't really. He has to be in a game to be effective. Yeah. I don't really feel like Bruno can no, go true. missing yeah. and then pop up with a spectacular moment. But. Having said that, on the other side, I think when Bruno gets going, he is unstoppable. And he has had quite a few performances this year where he'll bag a brace um, and an assist or something. Like, you know, against Roma, for example, Everton away, was I think he was brilliant, you know. He, like I think he's got he's got those games in him where once he gets going he's unstoppable I because think, yeah. he just keeps going. Particularly at the start of the season and then yeah. sort of when he first came in he was like getting a goal contribution almost every game and that mm-hmm. has sort of dwindled a little bit through the second half of the season. So I think yes, Bruno's one of their best players undoubtedly, but uh, probably their best player. Mm-hmm. But like I do think sometimes he's maybe not the greatest at breaking down deep blocks mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um players like Pogba like just unreliable get inconsistent. Like he like he is someone who like, yeah, I would agree get rid of him. Get rid of but him. um you know, when they're playing like sometimes when they play Pogba he's inconsistent and he only doesn't terrible seem... in the final by the way. Yeah. And yeah. that and this is another thing that I think was really confusing. So Again, in a lot of their, their, their better performances this season, whether United fans would like to admit it or not, in a lot of their better performances this season, they've had the double pivot of Fred and McTominay, which I still think, I, I don't think it's like amazing, but I think it's making the best out of the squad and doing what's best for the team is playing those two guys in the double pivot. Because I think even, and, and I'll read out the games where they played in that, you know, the, for example, like against Everton, so Everton away, which is one of my favourite performances from this United team this season, where they beat them 3-1, Bruno got a double, Cavani, Cavani got the third, scored, yeah. yeah, and um, Fred and McTominay played in the double pivot in that, and they lined up with the 4-2-3-1, which they have done quite a few times, but... Well, that's been their sort yeah. of go-to formation, yeah. Against Man City, Fred and McTominay, where they beat them 2-0 away from home, again, did not have much of the ball in that game, 40% possession, I believe, um, they had... Um, so thirty-four percent possession, I think. Six shots on target from eight shots. They're very like this is the thing. They've been quite effective when they haven't had that much of the ball. Even against PSG earlier in the season, where they did change it and they lined up with a back three, and I think that yeah. was a tactical masterstroke from Oli. But games like Leicester away, which even though they drew, I think they played very well in. Um, Liverpool in the FA Cup again, double pivot. You know, the Tottenham game away from home, which I think was a big, big result for them. Cavani was excellent in that day and Fred was excellent that day. But I think one of the things for them, one of the things that they've struggled with is kind of like... But the thing for me was with the Villarreal game, to not play Fred and McTominay, and I know you're trying to break the team down, but at the same time, to go with something, to bring Pogba into the double pivot when he hasn't played there the entire season... And then nah. to kind of sacrifice that, but even change. Personally, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Don't start. I'm saying start. Maybe don't start both of them because you don't want them in a team. Where, you don't want them in the team when you're trying to break a team down. But at the same time, why put Pogba in a double pivot? Why not change the formation? 
because I don't think Pogba when he's excelled no, yeah, this no. season he's excelled from I agree with left. that last bit I agree with that mm-hmm. I think Pogba's definitely a player that's like for me he's never been great in that sort of deep line position just because he loses his, the ball his decision much. making is really yeah. poor and yeah. he's a bit laboured with his first mm-hmm. touch sometimes for me I think he's sometimes better just in that sort of three behind the striker in a 4-2-3-1 but I, I don't necessarily I don't think this I think this McTominay and Fred Pivot has actually been Somewhat, somewhat of a hindrance at times this season. Just I, I, I agree when they're playing against no, teams because they've that had a lot of they, no, but, but they've had a lot of games even against big six teams where mm-hmm. they had like nil nil, one one like really games where they just really struggled to create. I and mean, McTominay mm-hmm. and Fred, I think, were quite limited in those games. So I don't, I don't necessarily necessarily agree with that. I think McTominay and Fred mm-hmm. has been one of the not like a big problem. I, I feel but like that's what I'm hard, saying. I don't like, think I, 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 I don't. I think they need they need better in that midfield. But I don't necessarily think it's. I, I think it's more I, personnel maybe, but also I just think it's the way that they set up. When Oli first came in, like yeah. those first six months, they played with a four three three. Yeah. And and this is a player that I really wanted to talk about in this is Ander Herrera, and I think yeah. the loss of Ander Herrera to that system was so like it 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 was it was really it was massive, and I don't think they realised it at the time because having Herrera in there, who's a proper like they played, they would set up with some games with Matic four three three. They'd have Matic kind of at the base, and they'd have Herrera on kind of playing a right side of midfield box to box role, Pogba with a bit more freedom. I just don't feel like even with with Fred and McTominay, even still, we're talking about balance. But like, you know, neither of them are really defensive midfielders, are they? Like, neither of them are really defensive yeah, midfielders. And but neither, neither of them are, are like good box to box. Yeah, either. neither. Like, I just, I people will know. I really like Fred, but even me, I like. I really like Fred. I'm a big fan of him, and I'm also a big fan of McTominay. But I don't think them together, it, it, like, it, it, it's. I think the double pivot works in certain games. But I do agree that it's been a hindrance in other games as well. I just think, and it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I confusing. Think it, I think it's confusing. It, this is what I, I think mean. it lacks something in build up. So like, mm-hmm. I think they, I don't think either of them are the greatest passers. In I the actually world. think Fred can pass the Fred's ball quite pa- well. Fred's long range passing is quite erratic for me. I'm not going to lie. I see him. Like, well, I like I like Fred's passing, but at that, you know, it's quite erratic yeah. for me. I just think McTominay McTominay was the only one that really turned up in that final. By the way, mm-hmm. so like credit to him. But yeah. like, I do think like McTominay can be part of a Man United squad, but like I just. I think if you're looking at that start, he's not he's not the next Darren Fletcher or Jordan Henderson for me. Like he's not got enough quality because I think again people earmarked him as someone who could be that kind of player. Yeah. And to be fair, look, Henderson improved kind of quite late on in his career. Darren Fletcher, I mean, honestly, like you know, there's no point comparing him to someone like Darren Fletcher. Darren Fletcher, a brilliant player, Um, and you know, one of Sir Alex Ferguson's first names on the team sheet. But also, he's not playing under a manager who's anywhere near as good as what Ferguson was. Because that's the thing. I think if you gave this is the thing as well I think if you give this squad to a different manager they'd be able to get more out of s- s- limited enough players in I certain, think especially you know, some of the managers yeah. on the market at the but moment, you think as well about how much like a Ferguson would a Ferguson got out of the likes of Fletcher but also you know Jason Park I'm not saying Jason Park was necessarily a limited player yeah. but the fact that the guy almost you know was so integral to that system I just you know I look and I think something that Oli does deserve credit for you know is is the fact that I think he has improved certain players, but at the same time, I just don't feel like he gets the most out. I of think that a team. lot of players have improved on yeah. I think Luke Shaw is the biggest one, where Luke Shaw was definitely mm-hmm. like his confidence was rock bottom when Ollie came in with a whole Jose sort of mm-hmm. beef, and then Ollie really comes in and improves his confidence and trusts him with that left back role. 
and like even bringing a little bit of competition with Tellez kind of stepped Shaw's game up a little bit I think, I think that was a brilliant sign yeah. just because it did, it and Luke Shaw has been short. arguably you know well he was probably I think he got in the team of the season yeah season, I'd say so. him him and Bruno the two standouts yeah for Luke Shaw and Bruno season. were probably uh, Man United's best players and I think Oli what he has done I think he's made the team sort of likeable again for Man yeah. United fans where there was quite a toxic sort of atmosphere around the club when Jose left all the players were kind of getting hated on and now the players they are quite like like Bruno seems to be loved by the fans he's got Cavani. Rashford Cavani Greenwood even like players like McTominay like a lot of Man, Man mm-hmm. United fans like Pogba and they have had like a lot of big results like you've been mm-hmm. saying well, and this Oli is, has got yeah. it tactically right in a lot of that's games that's what I'm saying because I think I think it's harsh to say that because a, a lot record of, against Man City is exceptional yeah. but also like a, a lot of what people say is that, you know the PE teacher thing got thrown around and I'm yeah. glad that he's kind of shook that off because yeah. I think if you're still doing that you're just immature yeah. like realistically there, there's no real you can't say a guy who's got two, you know two top four finishes back to back first Man United manager to oh, do yeah. that third and Ferguson, second yeah yeah, third and second. Um, and look, as much as that, it's not good enough to keep losing in semi-finals and to lose in finals. But four semi-finals and a final at least shows that they are kind of going deep in competitions. I'm not saying that necessarily counts for anything. But I, what I'm saying is, even you can admire the sort of consistency. I guess so I'm trying to mm. kind of play devil's advocate a bit. Yeah, for I, me, they I, need to know, be winning trophies. They need to be winning trophies. Deep, but, yeah. um, but like, even still, I think he did a good job of clearing out a lot of the squad, and then having that kind of stability but also with a lot of his signings I think have been have been quite successful I mean I think Bruno Bruno was a masterstroke and yeah. again something that he doesn't really I mean Bruno Bruno's numbers in the Premier League have been far superior to what they were in the Portuguese League yeah. which I think deserves credit both on Bruno's side for coming in and hitting the ground running but also on Oli's side for getting the best out of someone like yeah. Bruno yeah. Um, in a lot of games I think still in some games like in the, in the Villarreal game I don't think you get enough out of someone like Bruno yeah. when you've got him in your team um, but I think Marcus Rashford improved leaps and bounds, especially when he first came in initially. Um, I thought Rashford for that first month was exceptional. I remember, and I know I'm not holding you to this now, but you did say that Rashford, for you, um, you would have Rashford over Kane back then. I remember you saying that. Uh, when Oli came in, in the first month, you said Rashford that you would have him over Kane. No word of a lie, you said that. I don't remember saying that. So when he won gonna... player of the month, you said that. Like well, maybe he was a, he was in better form at that time. No, no, no. You literally like, said like you'd you'd sign him over Kane at that point. Well, I don't remember saying that. If I if I did say that, I sincerely apologise. Yeah. Um, no, so Tom I don't Mangan, remember saying that. Tom Mangan said that. Um, I, I think you're kind of making things up. I promise you, I'm not making that up. Like on my mum's life, Tom Mangan said that. So Tom I have said no that. No recollection. You of did say that. that. Trust me. Um, so Tom said that, and um, but Rashford, especially when Oli first came in, he really improved. And last season, the last two seasons have been his best seasons in terms of output. I think he got the best season we've seen out of Anthony Martial. Obviously, Martial's been poor this season, but I think he got a lot out of him. Scott McTominay has improved a lot for me since Oli since Oli came in. When he was there with Mourinho, I didn't really see much in him, but. I see a bit more out of McTominay now. I think he's got drive. I think he's got determination. I think he could do a role in a Man United squad, like yeah. you said. I didn't think that kind of before he came in. People like you know Luke Shaw, you said, has improved massively. So I do think there's positives that you can take. But I do think though, um, like on Rashford, I mm-hmm. think Rashford has been mismanaged by Oli now. Just yeah, by I think he's been. He's, he's played too many he's been games. Way overplayed. He's Fifty-four played, games this season. He's playing with injuries for like pretty much the whole of the. And this, half this is season. the thing as well. People forget about the fact that he was out for about six months last yeah. season. But he was basic. That like it looked a lot shorter of an injury because of COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he came back from and because I remember in that Tottenham game, the first game, uh, the first Premier League game, I think after yeah. lockdown. He was dreadful. Like, I love Rashford, but he was 
dreadful in that game. Uh, missed two really good chances, but he looked so unfit. And he still played like a lot of games towards the, the close. Yeah, the, and then he had no break. And then he's come the back. The thing in. is, Rashford, he's just been way overplayed yeah. now. He's been running to the ground. Like he's gonna, he's gonna be one of them players that just is. He's gonna be past his best by the age of like twenty-seven, in my opinion. Well, he must have, he must have played like genuine in the last kind of since since he's last. So we're in June, June now. but we're in so we're in June now. Yeah, he hasn't mm. even been. Well, he was on the grass. He well, he played until, yeah, but until well, last week, he hadn't been he, like in the Austria game. He hadn't even been on well, the grass. Well, there's, there's, it's coming out now that he's having surgery after the Euros. Yeah. But so he's literally just playing this whole Euros, the whole second half of the season with an injury. Yeah. And it's just like for me, he's been running to the ground. He's been mm-hmm. massively mismanaged. But he must have played about eighty games genuinely since last June. Yeah, no, he played fifty four this season. The amount of football he's played yeah. is a joke because like, they had they had the Europa League. Yeah, and they would have had what like. So since say like March last year, he could have played. Like and I do 80. think this is why I think in like all these two full seasons, you see Rashford like on fire in the first half of the season, and not as good in the second half mm-hmm. of the season for me. Where like, especially this season, like I mean the Europa League final, he was the worst player, one of the worst players on the pitch for yeah. me. Like he was awful, and like that's just a case of being overplayed and I really think Oli's got this wrong and he's kind of I think this is maybe a flaw of his where like he just keeps playing the sort of same players even when they're not fit like but, and there's been times where Rashford's been rushed back Maguire's been rushed back and he's too reliant on these guys and he needs to sort of let them recover do you think, think that do you think that that is a fault of the squad as in the squad not being good enough or do you think that's a fault of Oli of not putting enough trust in the rest of I the think squad? it's a bit of both but I would say mainly Oli you gotta let your players recover like mm-hmm. we, they've got enough players there like, I know like Daniel James is a massive drop off or like whatever mm-hmm. but like or Martial has not been good this season yeah. or if you play Popper off the left it's a drop off from a fully fit Marcus Rashford but they're not playing a fully fit Marcus that's Rashford. the thing it's it's like if, if I mean it's kind of yeah you have someone who's 50 who's, who's kind of touch and go on fitness or you have yeah. someone who's 100% fit yeah I mean, I I think Oli in certain, I think like when you when you mentioned Dan James, this is a bit of a different point. But I think Oli's shown this season that he can again, like in the Leeds game when they won six two, and he brought in Dan James. That was a brilliant yeah. decision. And again, I think that shows his tactical awareness. PSG when they switched to a back three and beat them two one in the part of the Prince. But this is the thing as well, which is so confusing. They smashed Leipzig at Old Trafford. They they played really well in the part of the France to beat PSG, but then they lose to Bakasher in in, yeah. in Istanbul, and then lose in Leipzig and capitulate at home against PSG. So it's like they had some really good performances in the Champions League. They had some really bad performances. The same way in the league, I think they had some great performances. And you know the likes of the, the Everton away, I was really impressed by them because. That as as well was when Everton were in really good form and United had been a bit ropey. And for them to win that game, I thought, was was a very big result. But even games like West Ham away when they came down from a goal behind, they were brilliant in the second half. Um, but, like, you know, a, a, um, another one that, I, you know, the City game we spoke about, the Tottenham game where they won 3-1 away from home, again coming back from behind. You know, Roma in the Europa League, I think they were brilliant against. Um, Aston Villa away is another one that I think was a great game. So, like, they've had all of those good performances for me. But then also, like, Sheffield United at home. And, you know, even Arsenal at home earlier on in the season. Crystal Palace at home Mm -hmm. earlier on in the season. Um, And Fulham at home drawing 1-1 there. Like, dropping points against teams that they really shouldn't be dropping points against. And I think if you want to win titles, those are the games that you've (coughs) really got to win. You've got to maximise your points against, you know... Especially Sheffield United. That was a shocking result. Really, really terrible result. And they'd looked ropey against them before. So I think there's, there's something there where they struggle to break down teams that sit deep. They're also, I still think there's a bit of a mentality thing there. Because yeah, to, for I the semi final and finals thing, I think yeah. there's a big mentality. I think especially thing, yeah. in the semi finals and finals, like 
FA Cup semi-final last season, they absolutely bottled it for me. Like, Maguire, terrible. Like, everyone terrible in that mm-hmm. game. Um, he did change. I think I think with that, though, that was, again, maybe... that. I don't know if that's necessarily... Like, because he, cha- he did make changes that game. But that was him being... that that They made five changes, I think, that game. They yeah. went to a back three. But that I, I think, again, that was more Oli being scared, I think. Because playing a back three when you yeah, really even, should just... Yeah. yeah. Even in the League Cup semi-final that season as yeah. well. They have such a good record against Man City. But in the League Cup completely semi-final, they just completely it, yeah. bottled it. They just got trounced. Like, yeah. terrible performance. Didn't they play them League Cup this season as well? And lost 2-0? Yes. I, I can't remember, to be honest. But Yeah. No, because they um, drew 0-0 no, no, in the yeah. league. Yeah. And then they beat them 2 0. Yeah. And I think they lost to them in the League Cup mm. this season. Yeah, so they've. And also, you know, Europa League final. Like, the thing. I think they started. Even Leicester, lineup, Leicester FA Cup quarter yeah, final this yeah. season. Because they got back to 1 1. And they just let the game get away from them. Yeah. After Tielemann scored the second goal, they really let the game go. Like, they just couldn't. They never looked like they were going to get back in the game. I think Oli's in game management is quite poor sometimes. Substitutions are terrible. Because, yeah, because like, I was going to talk about this. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, Europa League final. They don't make a sub, basically. I think did they make a sub in normal time? No, they, they first did. sub was Fred coming on in a hundred minutes. I think. Yeah, like ridiculous. And Villarreal had made five. Villarreal at that made point. five. Yeah, like they were just keeping on bringing in fresh legs, mm-hmm. which allowed them to just sort of sit deep, defend, and keep them sort of runners going. Yeah. But then Oli doesn't make any changes, and it just it's, it really does just baffle the mind, doesn't yeah. it? Like you need to make changes, especially when it's clear that it's not really going for you mm-hmm. in that game. Like you're not really creating too many chances. Um, yeah, I don't think his in-game management is very good at all. Okay. So, the, like, even though I think the personnel, the sort of starting lineup I thought was probably right against Villarreal because I do think, I think I probably had a bad game, but I do think they had to try something to sort I of get creativity. I think personnel, yes, but I don't think I just wouldn't have had him so deep. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I would have. I, I I don't know why they wouldn't go four three three or at least. Yeah. But that's the thing as well. It's like. For me, again, this is why I'm saying, like, if you're going to go four-two-three-one, I don't necessarily think that was the right decision. I don't think yeah. it would have been the right decision to go Fred and McTominay. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go four-two-three-one, just in terms of familiar- familiarity, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like uh, with the guys who are playing, mm-hmm. but also in terms of having two guys who have played in that system throughout the season, I'm not saying it would be the right approach to it. But if you're going to go four-two-three-one, for me, you have to go Fred and McTominay. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that was the right way to line up. So I would have changed it, but obviously you don't necessarily want to change. But that's the thing: you don't want to change things in a European final. But then you're playing Pogba in a double pivot when he hasn't really played there at all this season. It's yeah. baffling. It's baffling. I, I think Pogba being in there is the right decision. But why not just play him off the left if you want that bit more of yeah. creativity? Why not I just think, play him off yeah, the left? Like, and Rashford had a poor game yeah. off the left. Um, well, that's yeah, the thing: Rashford, Rashford a had a game. really poor game. Greenwood yeah. didn't have a great game, but he hooked Greenwood yeah. after sixty-seven. Oh, no, he hooked about. he hooked Greenwood in extra time. I think. Yeah. But didn't. Take That's Rashford what I'm talking out. about. Yeah. He's sort yeah. of over relying on like the players that he's familiar with, even when they're not playing well. Mm-hmm. And I think that is sort of a weakness of Oli's yeah. a little bit. So but I think in terms of it, it is there is a there is a competition thing there as yeah. well because competition raises players' games. And I think even if you drop someone, it sends a message to them. Mm-hmm. But you've got players in that squad, players in that team which are undroppable. Yeah, Bruno, Maguire. Rashford, yeah. undroppable, and that is never a good thing. It does, yeah. it does, it's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I think yeah, he was also yeah. sort of failed to integrate. Like I know Van der Beek clearly not his signing, yeah, but he hasn't really even tried to use him no. properly. So I, I, yeah, I that, mean, that is also something else he's yeah. got wrong for me because he yeah. keeps using Fred and McTominay, even in games when 
like they're consistently getting nil nils in those big games, and he hasn't really been brave enough to try it with Van der Beek in there. Like I know it, maybe it wouldn't work, maybe it would, but they haven't, they didn't really try it. But that's the thing; you're never gonna know until you try. Yeah, and he exactly. Hasn't. He's not I, been brave enough yeah. to do that. So I think, mm-hmm. I think as long as Ollie's there, like mm-hmm. they haven't. The thing is, they have like you know they improved. They've improved since he got there, and they improved in his first full season, and they improved again this season, and. You know, we'll see who they bring in the window. But have they gone as far as they can under Oli? No, because if you bring in better players, then you get better, don't you? Like, but I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I actually don't know how much. How much money have they spent since? They spent a lot. They spent. So they spent what? One hundred and fifty mil in his first. So eighty yeah, mil they on spent, eighty um, mil on Maguire. Fifty on Wan Bissaka. Fifteen on Dan James. Yeah, yeah. So hundred. We'll just one hundred and forty. And they bring in Bruno in January. Bruno in January, or which I think is raised r- rising to sixty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think that is I think that rise to sixty. I'm not sure. Very good price for Bruno. Yeah. So that would be about yeah. what two two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah. We'll just call it two hundred mil. And yeah. then Donny van der Beek for 40. Tellez for about Tellez, 10, 7, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, and then what, Ahmad, you yeah. can leave that out maybe. But so <laughs> they've spent over, what, 250 million yeah. since Oli's yeah. been there. And yes, they have sold as well, but 250 million and you need, I, I mean, look, it says they've agreed, I think I, I've seen sources saying they've agreed 81 million pound deal with Dortmund for Sancho. And obviously the price tag was the stumbling yeah. block last summer. I think that massively improves them straight off the bat. I think Sancho but, is very good signing for them, especially yeah. because they don't seem to have a natural right winger. Mm-hmm. And also, like like we were saying, they seem to struggle to break deep blocks. And I think Sancho will be great for that. Even in that England game, you see the little one-twos, the yeah. quick interplay. And I think that's something United have been missing. So well, I this think is, be great this is the thing. It's why I, it's, it's hard to understand. I mean, they've massively overperformed in XG, yeah. by the way. I don't yeah, know if you knew I'll, that. I'll yeah, yeah. That yeah, no. Yeah. So they, so they they're outperf- fourth in the expected points yeah. table this season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But also, they outperformed their XG by nine goals. Yeah. Um, the only team to do more, to outperform it by more, was Tottenham. Um, but it, it's confusing because they have the third. So they, they, they have the kind of, um, you know, average the fifth most possession in the league. Which even still I was a tiny bit surprised about, but then when you look into because you look at games so, um, like in in the Everton game they're forty five percent possession, the Leeds game forty one percent possession, PSG obviously this is not in the league thirty nine percent possession, but like the you know the Tottenham game forty percent, the Man City game oh sorry the Sociedad game forty percent, Man City game thirty four percent. So there's a lot of games where I think they've played really well. They haven't had much of the ball. Same with Leicester away. Um, same with Liverpool in the FA Cup but then when they play the smaller teams they tend to have loads of the ball and they don't necessarily make the most of it but even still they're taking a lot of shots per game fourth most in the league um, you know and they're not playing like long balls they've got the fourth most short passes per game which suggests that they are quite play quite intricate yeah. football 31% of their game is spent in the opposition third that's quite a high number I think that's third in the league mm. so you'd think again like this suggests that they are a creative force. This suggests they'll make chances. And I don't think they don't make chances. It's just in certain games, they could have nothing. Like, mm. and, yeah. you know, it's very confusing. Um, and it, it I, I don't know what the answer necessarily is. Well, like, I do think just, per- I, like I said, I, I think, think bringing it's in Sancho. Pers- I think it's mainly yeah. a personnel issue with Man yeah. United's all creativity problems. But I think as well, I mean, I think for me, I would maybe look at changing a formation, going to a 4-3-3, potentially freeing up 
you know, like just just having another kind of a midfielder in there. But I think if you bring in Sancho, you do have a bit more creativity yeah. already straight off the bat. You know, creates a lot of big chances, mm. double figures assists this season again, twenty assists last season. I mean, Phenomenal. he's had thirty GA for, like, for, many for me. Seasons, for me, so. he's a world class player. I, I've I've said it. Yeah. You know, I think he's a world class player. Turned mm. up in a DFB Pokal final as well. Mm. Arguably, I mean, you know. Arguably Dortmund's best player this season. I know a lot of people will say um, Erling Braut Holland, but you know, arguably that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Arguably, um, but he's he's either one or two, isn't he? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think you know he did very very well to kind of ride the wave of stupid criticism that came his yeah. way after he was injured. <laughs> And then didn't score in his first, what, like two games this season. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was kind of going, oh, Sancho's done. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's not playing for Dortmund anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah. proved you all wrong. Yeah. And I think he's going to have a fantastic Euros. But I, I think the right winger is a massive position. I also think they need a centre-back and a centre-defensive midfielder. And another thing that I thought was fascinating when I was looking at in terms of defensively, last season they definitely improved a lot defensively. I think they conceded 21 less goals. So they conceded 35 um, in um, 19-20. I think they conceded 56 or fi- 56 or 54, I think, in... in um, in 1819 but this season they conceded 44 i think yeah and they conceded 14 goals from set pieces which is double that of chelsea man city villa they are Arsenal, really poor at and tottenham pieces, yeah. and f- they conceded four more goals than liverpool did so the top seven defenses the you know they conceded vast they conceded double that of all of the top seven defenses bar liverpool and even then they still conceded four more than liverpool yeah so from set pieces that is a massive weakness that suggest I, I I don't know to me what does that suggest to you? Well, I think the center I think the center, center backs, backs are, are a big I think problem. The center backs, yeah. I think Lindelof has been terrible with set pieces since he's got there. Like like Jose said, he was like mm-hmm. he, he can, can be, be born. <laughs> yeah, he can be yeah. No, that is if you've never <laughs> seen that by the way, go on Sky Sports and just I think it's like just put in Jose talking about Maguire or whatever yeah, on YouTube, yeah. yeah. And you see him say about Lindelof can be bullied. He's not so good in the air. And as he in, literally uh, misses the header yeah, as, as he, he misses says, like, header it's a golden moment. Yeah. And he kind of goes and if you don't have Maguire today, then you might have to play Phil Jones. Like that. <laughs> he says it in such a shock manner. It's a brilliant clip. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, but I think yeah. Lindelof, terrible in set One of the things I think where he got completely bullied this season yeah. was that goal they conceded against West Brom away, where, you know, the ball comes into the yeah, box yeah. and the guy's just all over him and he's mm. kind of arms up for a foul. And you're just even like, in, even proper... in the final, the yeah. European final, that was, a, yeah. that was an awful goal to concede. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible goal to terrible concede. Goal to like, they had like, I think they had about eight players in that line. But we saw the line. Yeah. The line The line was shocking. Like, you had like a guy on the edge of the box and you got a yeah. guy like kind of... And they had, they had, about, they had yeah. about eight players in that line and yeah. Villarreal had about four players yeah. going for the ball and they still managed to but get was it Was it Moreno or Pau Torres that scored? I think it was Moreno. Yeah. yeah. Because he, it was the way that he ran as well. I think it was Shaw who was marking Shaw let him go. Shaw completely let him go. Lindelof's kind of looking up yeah. and he's not looking at anything he's just ball obviously you've got to watch the ball when it's coming in from a set piece but at the same time he's completely unaware of his surroundings um, and he's got no idea that basically I think Moreno is yeah. literally just over his shoulder um, but yeah no, I, I think the centre-backs is a big thing yeah. Who, 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 what kind what of centre backs? What kind of are, you, are we saying a centre-back to partner Maguire? Because I know you're not yeah. Maguire's biggest I'm fan. I'm not Maguire's biggest fan, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, like the, you're not going to bring in two centre backs, are you? So, no. I mean, the one that's getting a lot of mention um, from Man United fans and media is Varane, isn't it? So, yeah. Like, if they can get their hands on him. Well, listen, perfect. I mean, I think 
you know, in terms of if they could get Varane and they could get Zidane, yeah, I think that literally, I think that makes them a better team. So I think that makes them a much better team, yeah. just like that. Yeah, just like that. Varane is like he like there was that season, wasn't there, where he won the World Cup and the Champions? League, you know, four-time Champions League winner, isn't he? Yeah. So and the thing, Varane. I mean, I I, I all I, was, I haven't seen much of Varane genuinely yeah. since the 2018 World Cup. I really haven't seen that much of Varane. He was brilliant in that. He had a yeah. brilliant Champions League campaign. I know a lot of people were touting him yeah. for a Ballon d'Or that year just because it was a. I've you know, he's won... been the most impressed by. Yeah. Varane. What oh. I was gonna say is like. The last couple of seasons, I don't think he's been overwhelming. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I think that might just be a bit of complacency creeping into his game. Yeah. Maybe he has. there has been rumblings of discontent at Real Madrid for a while from him wanting a new challenge, wanting a move. I mean, I thought last season in the Champions League against yeah. Man City, he was really poor. Yeah. Gave away yeah. a goal, really, really poor, looked very uncomfortable. But... He is a top class defender. Listen, at the same he time. brings in that experience. He brings yeah. in that like experience of winning as well. Mm-hmm. So I think he brings that, and he also brings yeah. a pace to that back line where yeah. it's massively missing. He's one of the quickest defenders. What about Jules? Jules Kunde? He's another one that's been mentioned not a lot. I've, not someone I've ever See, really been impressed by. Me and by. you, I think not we someone should, I've ever really been Remember the Dortmund by. game? Yeah, he was shocking. <laughs> I don't know. For me, Kunde a little bit overrated. Whenever I've mm-hmm. seen him, I've seen a lot of him. Yeah. I know he gets rave reviews, yeah. but for me. I think if you can get Varane, that'd be a much yeah. better signing. So I mean, this is a, I don't think they'd sell to United. I think they'd be mad to sell to United anyway. What about Imeric Laporte? If he was, available? I mean, Laporte would be great, wouldn't he? He'd no, be, because he's supposed prefer, to be. Well, he's supposed to be available. I'd prefer him to probably Varane and Kunde <laughs> because he's left left foot, yeah. left side. But I suppose they're Maguire, not getting, they're not getting Laporte. I don't think they'd sell. No. I just I think they'd be they're crazy. Be, too. If they sold Laporte to Man United, be crazy. One of the craziest decisions I've yeah. seen. So. Um, and I get who else I mean I know you, you're a massive fan of this guy I actually think he'd be a good signing for them Esri Konza like I think that'd be a Perfect. brilliant signing Perfect. that'd be like a Wan-Bissaka signing I think Konza very and Maguire, smart. Like, yeah. would be a good partnership just because I think they they like they bounce off each other what, quite like, well, what the other's good at is probably what yeah, the other's yeah. not so good at yeah. so I think they would be good I like obviously Konza great I mean, thoughts I don't know on, if this would happen. Thoughts on the likes? What we, what you Tamori as well. I yeah, would say. but he's yeah. going to he's AC going to AC yeah, yeah. But I was just saying. Yeah, Tamori would be a great signing. But I'd say, yeah, concert. But I like Varane, concert and Varane. I'd probably go for Varane before concert just because of that. I think that sort of know how on how to win. I'd definitely go for Varane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah it does depend yeah. on pricing. But, no, but I do yeah. think that sort of know how mm-hmm. in like, you know, Champions League four times, La Liga. Yeah. World Cup, mm-hmm. you know. I um, do think there are good centre back options out there, yeah. though. I, I do think it, it. And look again, Kunde. My mind's not made up on Kunde. Yeah. I wouldn't sanction a deal on Kunde because yeah. I don't know enough about him. Yeah. That's kind of my take on him. He, he's he's got really good reviews, mm-hmm. and look, they'll have they have vast scouting networks. I'm sure yeah. they've seen a lot of him. I mean, other guys that I would have mentioned, the likes, so the guys that I mentioned in my Tottenham podcast, the Elvedis, and that guy from Bayer Leverkusen, whose name I can't even Tap remember Sober, now. Tapsoba, Edmund yeah. Tapsoba. Yeah, he looked amazing. Yeah, and you know him beside Maguire, I think he would be brilliant. Yeah. but again. It, it just depends on cost and, mm-hmm. and it, it depends on a lot of things but I think I'd take Varane over all of them just for experience winning mentality and he's yeah. fantastic definitely was a world class defender don't know if I'd have him in that bracket at the moment but if he has a good Euros then I'm sure that we'll see yeah. him as a world class defender again yeah, exactly. in terms of I mean so there's loads of centre back options mm-hmm. and I think a lot of them aren't going to be too expensive I don't know again um, about Varane's contract situation I don't know if he's up if it's up at the end of next season I really don't know sure, but if it's up at the end of next season, obviously you could get yeah. a cut price deal. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, even then, uh, you'd shell out the money for Varane. He's worth yeah. it. He's you know he's worth it. Isn't he? Yeah. 
in terms of then right winger, we think is going to be Sancho. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. really too many. Like obviously, there's other great right wingers, but Sancho's the one they've wanted. Sancho's the one they'll go for. I yeah. think. Like, and they've like personal terms. I don't see being an issue. Well, they put, I they, swear they, they agreed it. last summer. Yeah, exactly. They? Yeah. So, so if they can get this fee, eighty-one million, I think is actually like a really good price for someone yeah. like Sancho. Um, I, I, you know, I think that's fantastic. I think you know, Sancho is young, he's homegrown, mm-hmm. and you know, I think he solves a lot of their problems in terms mm-hmm. of breaking down deep blocks. Just because I think he's very, he's very creative with the ball with like his sort of interplay and his like his dribbling is good. Well, I think I'd say his interplay yeah. is better, and he's a good yeah. finisher as well. Well, that's the so. thing. I think he's got everything to his yeah. game that a modern winger needs. Yeah. Um, I think he can play. He can play as a sort of. Um, you know, he can play as an inside forward if you, if he has to, where you've got a kind of false nine creating chances yeah. for him. But at the same time, he could play, he could play in a flat four four two as a right midfielder. Yeah, like he he's got so much to his yeah. game. Brilliant passer, brilliant creator, very good interplay, great finisher, yeah. very tricky, pacey. He's yeah. literally got everything. Like I I I, I mm-hmm. don't understand why people kind of were were kind of getting on his back i really yeah. couldn't see it i think he's got everything it needs i, th- I think he is a top player anyway i just and, think I, know, I i just think he's so he's amazing he's, and amazing he's young he's gonna get better like yeah. I think and that's scary to think that he's gonna get better yeah. like it's scary he's, he's an unbelievable yeah. player um and has experience of winning trophies now one yeah. of dfb pokal you know was brilliant in yeah. that final yeah. as well so turns up you know turns up in big games What's not to like about Jaden yeah. Sancho? I, I think it just makes perfect sense, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah. centre defensive midfield, Declan Rice. What about? Mm, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go Rice. if he's if he's available. Yeah, again, for me, it just makes perfect sense. Wilfred Ndidi would be my choice, but I don't think. Well, he's Ndidi there. would be better, but mm-hmm. I do think that he's too expensive. Probably. Yeah, it like, depends on pricing again. That's what I mean. Yeah. If you can get Rice for yeah, what are we saying? For 60, Rice? 60, 60 55. I don't think I'd go over sixty. I wouldn't I, go over 60. But I no. think they would. If they need him that much, they would. Well, Man United, they did that for Maguire, didn't they? I yeah. wouldn't have gone over for 60 for Maguire. Yeah. They paid Davey. But I think, so. I think, do you know what? I think in terms, of, again, I think it's about the need. Like, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I don't think he's necessarily worth 80 million. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you either get Maguire or yeah. you don't get, you, you, you either get him or you don't get yeah. a centre-back. Yeah, and I think for the need and the fact that they've been tracking him for a while and he fitted the profile, I think yeah. that was... I still think that was money well spent. I, I I don't agree with the fee, but at the same time, it, it you know you got to play, wonder, you got to play the game. I do wonder though, how would Oli Chan have changed that four two three one if they did bring in someone like Declan Rice? I would think they if they bring in four three three. They bring in Declan Rice. I think they can play. They can four, play three, four three, three holding. And I think easily. I think I think McTominay could play in that. Like I think, I think McTominay can definitely play in yeah. that right centre mid role. Yes. and then you can have Pogba in that centre mid Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if Pogba doesn't leave, but where but does yeah. Bruno fit in then? Oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruno's got Bruno in that left centre mid. Yeah, probably. I think Bruno could Bruno could play Bruno played deeper at, uh, at I mean, Sporting. I mean, you could play. Bruno, could you yeah. play Rice? I don't know if you could play Rice, Pogba, and Bruno. I for me, Pogba's just never done it in a Man United shirt. Like he's like he has done it for me, but I, he's not done it enough. Yeah, he's like, not been consistent enough. Yeah, for, you know, like I remember watching that. But I, I think the thing is, I remember watching that Man City game. Yeah, where he, you know, he, he scored, he scored goals, a double, yeah. yeah, and he was fantastic in the second mm-hmm. half. But that is him at his best, get getting into the box, you know, mm-hmm. using his abilities as an athlete, yeah, you know, uh, um, to kind of get the best out of his game, being an aerial threat, um, being a physical presence, not doing too much on the ball, but getting mm-hmm. into dangerous areas, um, you know. And I've, I've just never thought from... And Graham Sooness said it. And everybody kind of jumped on Sooness saying, oh, he just wants to criticise Pogba. Yeah. yeah. And he has tended to, you know, <laughs> nah, be a bit too harsh on him. But, yeah. but I, at the I same time, mean, yeah. I remember him saying about how Pogba kind of sees himself as 
a, a sort of because a, a, he played with Pirlo at Juventus yeah, that, he yeah. sees himself as a sort of a deep lying playmaker yeah. but that's not his game yeah. he's better in the final third yeah. he's better in the attacking third even mm. um, where he can use his presence in the box mm. to, to score goals where he can use his ability from sort of the 20, 20 to 25 yards out yeah. he has got a venomous shot on him if he wants to use it yeah. and he can use that sort of um, creativity that he has got but in terms of being more creative around the final third I don't yeah. think from deep he's a very good creator I just think people kind of get it confused because undeniably Pogba's got a great passing range yeah. and people think that yeah. just means he can play deep no. line midfield no. I don't really agree mm-hmm. with that I think mm-hmm. like everything else like he hasn't got anything else to play in that position I don't like, think he can receive the ball he I don't, doesn't I don't receive think... the ball well with back to goal exactly me. yeah um, he doesn't he doesn't make the right decisions. I think he's and I think he's quite lazy defensively sometimes. And if you give him too much time yeah. on the ball, he takes too many touches. Yeah. Like and, that, and that's the he thing. Slows the game down exactly. And yeah. in in a deep lying role, and it even loses. I mean, one of the things that really grinded my gears with Paul Pogba was, I remember last season again when they lost to Crystal Palace at home. Not this season, last season, yeah. where um, he loses the ball. So it's like the 90th minute, and he's messing around with the ball in the midfield. Loses mm. the ball. I think um, can't remember who wins it off him. But um, but loses the ball in the midfield needlessly. But yeah. he's messing around with the ball in the midfield in the 90th minute, yeah. doing these sort of pivots and turns, which he loves to do, trying to use his body. Uh, loses the ball and costs them a goal. But even in his like recovery run and everything, it's just like the lack of energy. Yeah. That he, he and you know and I feel like if you I think get he's him, always been a player that's better and like attacking further the pitch. I mean, so, a lot yeah. of people. I remember this whole thing about like free and Pogba and like yeah. getting the shackles off and everything. But and it is yeah. true. To an extent, but no one seemed. This is the thing as well. How many times are we going to say a manager can't get the best out of Pogba? Yeah, before and even it's Mourinho, before it's Pogba's fault. Yeah, even yeah. Mourinho said that you know, like when he was at France, like Pogba was brilliant and everything, but he needed to, like Pogba needed to find a way to get the best out of himself at Man United. Yeah. And everybody turned around at that time and was kind of going, "Oh, Mourinho just doesn't like him. He's lost the plot." It's your job to get the best out of a player. And that's true to a certain extent. But Paul Pogba is one of those guys that if you tell him to do a job on the field, I just don't see him. Like, you see him creeping into his old tendencies. Do you know what I yeah. mean? He's just, he's just unreliable. Isn't he? Yeah. Like, but I, I do feel think bad I'd... saying that because I, I do think he's a quality player and I think he'll have a great Euros. Yeah. But no, I think he's going to have a good Euros yeah. as well. But I do think, could Rice, Pogba, Bruno work? I don't know. It just seems a little bit too top heavy, that midfield for me. Yeah. But like, I yeah, mean, the thing is for me, this is the thing. I I really do like Declan Rice, yeah, but I just think Wilfred. Like the thing is, yeah, I just think Wilfred Ndidi is Man United. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's is if you want the best, but Man United, um, best in class. Yeah, as Jamie Carragher said, best in class. Yeah, if you want the best player, you go after him. You're Manchester United. Like you mm-hmm. have unlimited funds. I don't care what the, what. <laughs> I don't care what it's not unlimited, saying, though, is it? But it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's basically unlimited. Like yeah. they have so much money to spend it if they want to spend it. Yeah. And I think Ndidi, I'd pay hundred mil for Ndidi. No questions. I asked. wouldn't pay that. Genuinely, much. I'd genuinely, pay hundred. Like, no way, I'd pay that much. I'd pay seventy. Maybe. Really, yeah. I'd pay a hundred easy like that. Done. I just don't think he's good enough on the ball to warrant a hundred million. I think he's brilliant on the ball. No, he's not. I think he's brilliant. He's on not the ball. brilliant. I really do. I his, think he's his, brilliant. What on he the does ball. well is he wins the ball back well and he gives it to Tiedemans or he gives it to Madison. Nah, he's he's really good on the ball from deep. 
I'm telling you. He's, he not, making, he's not making long passes, but but he doesn't give the ball away nearly as much as someone like a Paul no, Pogba does. No. Like, that's what... He, but that, that's he, the thing, he does his job. But he's like, very efficient on the yeah. ball, I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I yeah. don't think he's necessarily, like, technically brilliant on yeah. the ball. What I mean is more, he uses the ball very well, and he's he does, he, he does the role that he's supposed to do on the ball brilliantly. Maybe yeah. he's not brilliant on the ball, but yeah, he does no. the role that he's supposed to do on the ball. And I think he would be perfect. I think <laughs> if you had Ndidi, Popper and Bruno, that works a lot better. Just That's what I mean. Just because yeah, Ndidi's yeah. just, he's just better than he's Rice, in my opinion. He's fucking amazing. Sorry. <laughs> he's so good. I've been going on about with Ndidi yeah. for about two years now. Yeah. Like, I absolutely adore him. I don't know. I just think Leicester would probably charge too much, which is why I would go for Rice instead. Yeah. But I do think Ndidi is better. And I think Ndidi would make them a lot better just because I feel like if you've got Ndidi, you can go way more attacking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so either one, good. Ndidi or Rice. So good. So he, he is unreal. He is unreal. So, good. so if you can get one of them too. So Ndidi's good. the one I prefer, but I just think mm-hmm. Leicester, they are going to charge. No, I, I get, and I feel like, you yeah. know, this 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 English profile yeah. that United seem to have been... Well, Oli seems, to, try and implement, seems yeah. to be trying to implement that sort of. And so. I think, do you know what? It is... I'm not saying like, it, but it is. It does probably create a bit of again, a bit more of a dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you go for the best players. That are and available. that's the thing. I suppose like, that was you. You do, you do. Mm-hmm. And Ndidi, I, I can't see why a guy who's been in the Premier League yeah. wouldn't be able to set yeah. at United. Like you know, for as long mm-hmm. as he has now as well. But at the same time, I do think I do think maybe it's more of a they saw the signings like Di Maria, Memphis Depay not working yeah. because these guys are coming from foreign leagues. Maybe don't speak the language, whatever. Maybe a bit of an unsettling presence in the dressing yeah. room. I don't know. I'm not trying to make assumptions. I'm just mm-hmm. maybe that's the kind of the thinking behind that kind of recruitment process. Um, but so I suppose we've spoken a bit about recruitment. Are there any other CDMs that you would? Not Consider. really. I, I I think if you're going straight shoot out between those, yeah. Two, I, I just think yeah. like yeah, you could probably look at other people, but like, are they going to be as good? Probably not. Them so. not going for Kante after the 2018 World Cup, yeah. I think, is a massive mistake. Still, well, anyone not going for Kante. I mean, mm-hmm. Arsenal going for Xhaka instead of Kante is probably one of the most heartbreaking decisions of my life. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, like yeah, um, yeah, you yeah. know, if you can get Kante, you get him, but you can't. Mm-hmm. So, what can you do about yeah, it? I'd, I'd, I'd actually take Ndidi over Kante now. I'm not even joking. I'd take Ndidi over Kante. If you're looking at age, then I suppose I think I you're looking you, at who's the better player. Nah, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think Kante's still better just because mm-hmm. of the way he's been performing in the Champions League yeah. and stuff. But yeah. I suppose that, that I'm not going to argue too hard. No, he is. He is. That's the one thing about Ndidi. He's untested on European stage. Yeah. So is Declan Rice. But yeah. at the same time, I, I believe that he's got the quality to step up. To that, yeah. To that. that. You know, I, I think Ndidi would improve Man United. I think he's immense. Like, and if you if you do bring in Ndidi, Sancho, and then like a Varane, that's the thing. They're not all going to come in in the same window, though. I just don't believe. I don't believe they should. It's Man United. Like it should happen. But I don't think he's going to. I think you know. I think if if they appointed him, now but think about this. Think about this. Yeah. Like literally, Varane and Didi, Sancho, Zidane. Yeah. Title. Title contenders. Title, mate. Contenders. Title. You can't say title for sure. <laughs> but title, um, it would take a bit of time. Yeah. To I think if you but... bring in Ndidi, Varane, Sancho, you become even if you bring you keep Oli, obviously you become tenfold a better team. Like yeah. um, immediately overnight. But um, managing to the yeah. managerial situation. What are, we, what are you saying? The thing is, I was thinking about this. So it would feel harsh to sack Oli for me, just because he comes in in their first, in his first full season, he brings them to third. It's improvement. Next season, mm-hmm. second is improvement. So you'd think he probably deserves that last year on his contract. Yeah. I don't think he's earned an extension. Was it harsh to sack Frank Lampard? <sighs> See, that's the thing. See, big this clubs is, make yeah. big decisions. So this is the thing. Yeah. So yes, I agree because. 
you know, Oli's been in big games with Europa League final, FA Cup semi-finals, and they haven't delivered. And I don't think, I just, I think, I agree. Big clubs make big decisions, and I think two and a half. And years. the thing is, you got to look at it. Years. Yeah, are you really going to get a better chance to get a better manager than right now? Probably not, because you got Conte and Zidane both on the market. For me, I I love Conte. Like I actually, I, I it, yeah. it pains me to say that I wouldn't take him at United. Like I just think there is, I I think Zidane one for me fits better. Well, we'll get onto the yeah. you, you know the managers. Yeah, but for me it's them too. Yeah, them too. I mean I think if Poch was to become available, I don't think he is. But I think if he was, I don't know why you don't like. I think well, I, I think Poch is better than Oli. I agree, but. I do think content. If content's are down to there, you get them over Poch, hundred percent. For me, I'm taking Poch over Conte, not because I necessarily. I I don't think he's a better manager. I don't think he's a better manager. I but I think he suits Man United better. I think if Conte's to come in, he's going to want to play a back three straight away. He's yeah. going to want to play a back three, and I think, um, he is he is great at working with players of limited talent. Yeah. yeah. Like I could see him getting loads out of someone like Scott McTominay, for example. Yeah. I could see Conte, you know, get Conte won the league with right wing back Victor Moses and left wing back Marcus Alonso. Yeah. He made Marcus Alonso look like the best fullback. Well Chelsea in, in, finished tenth the yeah. season before Conte exactly. comes in. They go and yeah. win the league and that's so Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the, I think the only play, was the only player they signed that summer Kante. I know that's a massive signing but Well they signed Kante mm-hmm. I can't remember. Oh no, they might have signed. So they signed Marcus Alonso as well. Actually. Yeah, they would have signed Alonso, Zappa Costa, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he didn't even replay. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, but that's that. Like Conte, I think he'd want to. He'd want to go back three. But also the thing that I, I just think Conte, for where Man United need to be at, I really think the stability that Oli has brought is important. And I just think Conte, just because of his temperament, um, I just think he's a bit crazy, and I love it. Because I think he that that's kind of you know most genius is flawed, yeah. and Conte is mad, but I don't think that's what United need at the moment. I, I I just think if they'd been winning for a few years and you brought Conte in, you know maybe if they'd won a couple of titles, say, or they'd won a title and then they'd had a massive drop off. I think if you bring Conte in, then I think that's when that kind of madness is going to work. But I think in what is quite a settled squad. And a lot of the players seem to be happy playing under Oli. I don't think getting rid of him and bringing in Conte. I just don't. For me, I'd love to. I'd love to say I feel like it would work, but I don't think it's going to work. The thing I for think me, there's no question who the better yeah, manager is I, between the two of them. I think the thing for me, Conte. I do think you definitely win something with Conte. I like. I think if you give Conte two seasons, he wins one title. I, I just really think, do. I just don't think it's the right environment because I think with the Mourinho appointment as well. I never thought Mourinho was right for Man United, but I was willing to get behind the idea that like he would win things and he could he was and still to an great. He did like he in but that first it, season they he win. did, but a yeah. League Cup and Europa League that's it's not good enough. That's for not Man good United. enough for Man it's United. And the same way that you can be critical of Oli, but you don't mm. have to be you know praise Jose and what he did there. I, I don't think Jose did a good job at Man United. Yeah, I, I really don't. I don't think he did a good job at no. all. No. I think when he came in, I remember the season when you he expect came a in, lot more from the Jose. season when he yeah. came in. Everybody yeah. was saying United and City for the title. Yeah. Like the season that he came in, they bought Paul Pogba for eighty nine million. And they signed Zlatan, who, you know, no matter what you thought of the signing at the time, was always going to be a good yeah. signing, in my opinion. Well, he did well yeah. that season, didn't he? Henrik Mkhitaryan yeah. 
People forget this guy was the Bundesliga Player of the Year, mm-hmm. yeah, and then signed for Man United, yeah. So you took argue, so who was the best player in the Bundesliga the season before? Yeah. You had Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you had Paul Pogba, you had the likes of Ander Herrera, who I think are great, but, but, but there's there a lot of ta- and then they brought in people like Sanchez, and they got nothing out of Sanchez, yeah. you know, and they brought in Matic, and Matic was a good signing for them. But the point being, there was a lot of quality. I there. mean, Matic, and yeah, the, sort of, yeah. Matic was brilliant in his first season at United. Yeah, his first season, <laughs> but just that season. Yeah. So. So, yeah. But what I mean is they brought in quality and Mourinho didn't get didn't get a lot out of it for me. And so comes to come sixth win a league cup in Europa League. I get that they sacrificed kind of part of the league position to win that Europa League. But for me, you can be critical of both of them. I don't think I, I think Oli's probably done a slightly better job than Jose. Well the thing is I think they've done similar jobs really. I think because, well I, yeah, I, no, I, I think if you look yeah. at their first two full seasons, Jose's done a better job. Like definitely. Like in the I first season, all right, I think they finished sixth in their first season, but they do win two trophies. And then the second season, they both finished second. Yeah. Neither of them out a serious title challenge. The only difference is that Jose puts up a better points tally. They both lose in a final yeah. Jose FA Cup, Oli Europe. Jose put so, up a better points tally, but was further away from Man City. Yeah, but that's just because Man City was so much better that season. It wasn't even still this this Man City team. Won, but I think if if you look at this season, got though, to a like, if, you think you, if you look at the teams this season, like realistically, Man United should be finishing second because. You've got Arsenal, who were just a complete mess. Tottenham were just a complete mess. Chelsea bring in... Mm-hmm. Like, Chelsea and Tottenham. But none of that... None of that Chelsea and Tottenham yeah. had two managers this season. Yeah. Liverpool just collapsed halfway through, didn't yeah. win at home for like six yeah. games. But none of that's Oli's fault. None of that's Oli's fault, but it, it explains uh, why I they think, finished second. Yeah, but I, don't, I, don't, I think what you have to do is put into context the achievement at the beginning of the season. If you'd said to Man United fans at the beginning of the season they were going to finish second, I think a lot of them would have taken that. Yeah, Oli's yeah. fault. Oli's, it, it's not Oli's fault that you know all these other it's teams not his and the thing is you think about it all these other teams there's a lot of madness going on yeah. Man United have stayed pretty grounded so yeah. maybe he deserves some credit it's, for that it, as he well he deserves some credit but it's not like it's not his fault that all that happened mm-hmm. but it yeah. does help you finish second and if Chelsea second, Chelsea but, yeah. will finish above them that mm-hmm. season in my opinion if yeah. Oli's there yeah. and then no, I agree with you. probably with Liverpool as I well I agree with you but, so, but I'm saying I, d- I d- actually don't know about Liverpool you know I really don't <laughs> Well, I we'll think they've been so we... dreadful this season. Like the fact that they finished third is scandalous. Well, I think yeah, that just show, goes to show the quality on display mm-hmm. this season, which yeah. was really poor in my mm-hmm. opinion. But um, yeah, I do think Oli. I my my kind of verdicts on Oli is that it would probably be harsh to sack him. But when you've got Conte available, Zidane available, I think one of those guys can bring you a league title. Yeah. So I do think you just make the cutthroat decision and then you root the rewards. I'll tell you why. Well, I'll tell you why. You, 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 man, Chelsea made the biggest decision. We said yeah. it on the podcast. I'm yeah. pretty, we called it spot on. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think we deserve a bit of credit for that. Because we said, it wasn't a very popular opinion at the time. And you yeah. had idiots going on about, oh, Tuchel's only done it in Ligue 1. Honestly, yeah. like, anyone who said that just needs to retire from football punditry you know Gary Neville was another one who said we got another world class manager in the Premier League so shout yeah. out to Gary Neville for saying that yeah. at the time because there was a lot of the English media wanting Fra- you know wanting to back Frank and like if, oh, if this really Tuchel- wasn't a popular opinion and if you but, go back and listen to it was such an podcast, easy yeah. decision I said, yeah. literally it made so much footballing sense like it, it was the easiest kind of decision to go yeah we're going to get Tuchel and we're going to get rid of Lampard yeah. because you look at who's the better manager <laughs> yeah. it's Thomas Tuchel every single day of the week a guy who won, won the Champions a guy League. who'd won a trophy at yeah. a guy who'd won a trophy at Dortmund last managers to get them to the Champions League quarter yeah. final yeah. best points tally in a while then got Champions League final with PSG now has won a Champions League with Chelsea or Frank who got sixth with Derby 
and got to an yeah. FA Cup final and in fourth place. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's going to be... Zidane. Zidane. Three Champions Leagues. In a row. In a row. Two La two, Mate, two and a yeah. half seasons, Zidane mm. in his first stint at, at Real Madrid, he, yeah. wins, he wins three Champions yeah. Leagues in two and a half but seasons. But the thing is, this is why as well, I think because that Real Madrid squad was quite stable when Zidane yeah. took over it, I think this United squad is quite stable. Yeah. I think you get a lot more out of it. And I think in terms of... Things where Oli struggles, I think Zidane has got that bit more. Like, things I got written down for Zidane. So, I, I was reading a lot about Zidane uh, because obviously I, knew, look, I know who Zidane is, you know, Zinedine <laughs> yeah. Zidane. I know what he's done with Real Madrid. But I think one of the things that is very interesting about Zidane, and people still kind of have this against him, I know me and you are on the same page yeah. on Zidane. We think he's a good manager. Very I good think manager. he's one of the best managers yeah. in the world. But a lot of people still kind of hold this, oh, but those Champions Leagues were a bit lucky and it was the best squad and it was kind of... But how can you really hold it against him now <laughs> when Ronaldo's left and yeah. Real Madrid are doing better? Yeah. Like, if you think of... Because I think a lot of people said that after Ronaldo left Real, they did obviously drop off. Like, they did obviously drop yeah. off. But you look at where Ronaldo is now yeah. and where the Real Madrid team are now. Ronaldo finished, what, fourth in Serie A? Real Madrid were yeah. really close to La Liga this season. They were... Yeah, they were really close to and La they Liga. they had 53 injuries. They were really close well. to La Liga and they were in a Champions League semi-final. Yeah. Like, mm. like, and it, it, I know it's if, buts and maybes, but like at the same time, it, you know, that that's still not bad. Yeah. And to kind of... In a season got, where they were injury ravaged yeah. as well. And to have got them back, you know, a Champions League quarter-final, they fairly comprehensively, in my opinion, beat yeah. Liverpool yeah. without Ramos or Varane. Yeah. You know, Danny Carver Howe's been injured, who's who's been massive for yeah. them. Like you know, and, and, and last you look at that midfield. Want, look, that midfield is the same midfield that's been yeah. there for like five, six, seven seasons yeah. now. Like they're aging. And out. I do think they kind of aged out, and I think yeah. that kind of showed in the Chelsea list. And yeah. they did win La Liga last season, yeah. Real Madrid as yeah. well. So I think Zidane, like if you just look at what he's done, he first took over in Real Madrid in like 2015-16, and he's had a year out since then yeah and so basically in five seasons he's had three Champions Leagues and two La Ligas it's incredible it's incredible come on no and the thing think is think about well, it the thing is as well I think what he does is I mean one of the things I think that Zidane he's spoken about Pogba loads now yeah. I wouldn't keep Pogba around but I yeah. think United probably will yeah mm-hmm. and um, at least for a season I think if you bring in Zidane he's spoken about yeah. wanting to work with Pogba I think, having yeah. that enthusiasm Pogba and Martial yeah. obviously both French players hopefully yeah. he can get a lot more out of Martial you know yeah it, yeah, famous but, last I words, think, isn't it? Yeah, but, somewhere uh, where Oli struggles a lot. Yeah, a lot of people put the tactical tactical vers- versatility against him. Yeah, I think he's shown that he can be tactically versatile, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do it enough. He's shown that he can kind of have that eye for a certain game, like the Leeds yeah. game, like the PSG game, Man City, but at the same, Man City games. But yeah. at the same time, Villarreal in the final. I don't. I think he shows his weakness there as yeah. well. Zidane is someone who's incredibly tactically versatile. Yeah. Changes formations a lot. Also, one of the things that Oli's notoriously poor at using substitutions. Yeah. Zidane's famous for being great. I at mean, using he brings on Bale when that Champions League yeah. final changes the game. And obviously, Oli so. doesn't have Bale to bring on. But yeah. it's in terms of the stature. Like Bale, yeah, massive player. But you think of some of the guys that United could have brought on compared to the Villarreal yeah. players that were coming on. They're still better players, yeah. like, and they still had the ability. And I think to what change you said games. about certain games, I think Zidane has been good mm-hmm. at that. I think you know the Liverpool games that season showed that. I think Vinicius mm-hmm. hasn't always been the greatest in a Real Madrid shirt, but he did. Yeah. Like they did target that mm-hmm. you know side with Trent, didn't they? And they really yeah. got a lot out of that yeah. in that game. Yeah, so. Trent was terrible in that. Yeah, game. and that's yeah. that was something that Zidane looked at recognise and they just ran literally mm-hmm. just compl- plays on that yeah. side the whole game and that's that's the thing as well I mean I think with with Zidane like he models his kind of philosophy off the likes of Ancelotti and Lippi 
And Ancelotti, I think, you know, is someone who comes in, works, and has often come into winning teams, yeah. worked with the squad, and got the best out of it for a kind of 18-month period. And then they've sort of tailed off a bit because... You know, it's very kind of disciplined, it's leadership, it's man management, it's choosing, you know, impactful players rather than necessarily the most talented players. It's getting the best out of a team um, rather than focusing on individuals. You know, Lippi said that you never, you know, you, you don't sign individuals, you sign players who fit into a team. And I think there's a lot of kind of Zidane, I think, has shown that he can get a lot out of a lot of different players and make the most out of a squad. And I think... For me, I think if Zidane comes in and he gets Varane and Sancho, even forgetting a DM for now, I think if he gets yeah. Varane and Sancho when he comes in, I think that the possibilities that team have are endless, in my opinion. Well, we haven't even you spoken know. about Harry Kane as well, who's been a potential sort of signing for Man United. I don't, I don't see them getting him, but like... I think for me, the right winger, the centre-back, the defence midfielder are more important. Well, it depends. That doesn't. I just if think you can get Kane, you get him. Yeah, like. if you can get Kane, you get him. But I think at the same time, like, I just feel like where they've fallen short this season has not been in front of goal. I agree like, with you that those are their mm-hmm. priority positions. But I think when you've got a player like Harry Kane, mm-hmm. like he improves them more than any of the players we've mentioned. So far. I don't know. I don't no, know if no, I agree with he that. Does. He does. I don't know. He does. I really don't know. He about definitely that. does. No, but I. Like I, I don't think. I think. I think he. <laughs> It's so hard. It's so hard to say, like, but because because I think, like, I I think Harry Kane, Harry Kane is the best out of all the players that we've mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's so hard to say though because I think I don't think they've struggled like in front of goal. I don't think that's where they're struggling. I think if you bring in Ndidi, for me, I think Ndidi makes the most impact. Mm. I really do because I just think he no, adds I'm not, so like, much I'm not more totally balance. Against I think he adds so much more balance than bringing in a Kane would. I still think if you bring in Kane, yes, Kane's amazing. Yes, Kane is the second best striker in the world. Like, but I don't think that fixes the problem of the balance. Yeah, I think also I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, they've got Cavani for another year. They don't need a new striker." That's wrong. They're yeah, Man United. Yeah. They should get Kane. And they should have Cavani because then you've yeah. got two top class strikers. And, and Mason Greenwood. Sell yeah, Sell Martial and Mason Greenwood learning off those two. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and then you've got three brilliant goal scorers, I think, mm. in that team. Yeah. And different types as well because Cavani comes alive in the box, Kane comes alive everywhere, yeah. and Greenwood's a great finisher, kind mm. of thrives on sort of receiving the ball on the outside of the box, getting into yeah. the box. But regardless of that I I don't I still think they could do with a striker but I think the other positions would add more balance to the team so I think again it's about kind of sacrificing the, the individual for the team and, and I do I, I, I do know what you mean because I think Man United have been somewhat guilty because Kane's so good I know what yeah. you're saying as well but, like I get what you're <laughs> saying but I'm reluctant no because I do I do kind of know yeah. where you're coming from because I think Man United have been sort of guilty of going for individuals rather big like big names rather than like actual balance to a team mm-hmm. and I think I saw it today, like Man United have made like if they sign Sancho, that's five eighty million plus signings yeah. that they've made, and Man City have not made one and, yeah. made f- and won three titles in that time. So I do know what you're saying, but for me, I just think Kane, like no, it's like he's too good to turn down. Like, he's too good to turn yeah. down, and he just because like he just he's got everything apart from like pace really. Like, but also, I think the thing is with Kane, like I think he's got everything. But I don't necessarily think he needs everything to even sit in that United yeah. team. Like Bruno's going to be creating loads. Mm. 
Sancho, if he comes in, is going to be creating loads. Like, like, he doesn't need to do the creativity that he's been doing. And I do with think you Spurs. get a lot more out of Rashford with someone like Kane there as well. Just yeah, because, because running him yeah, behind. Running behind. And yeah. that's the thing. Kane would open up endless possibilities yeah. again for formations. You could play Kane as a as a yeah. nine. You could play Kane as a false like you can play yeah. him as a, a classic number nine. Yeah. You can play him as a false nine with sort of the inverted forwards yeah. or, or the inside forwards of Rashford and Sancho. Yeah. Both of who could hit twenty plus like in a, in a Easy. season. Easy. Like he open and he does open up a lot of doors. But I just think I think Kane. Do you know what I'd say? Oh, it's so hard though it's so hard to I, say I, this. I know it's like it sounds weird to say but I do know exactly what you're saying no yeah. but it's because of money as well isn't yeah. it like ideally like, let's be honest Man United are not making all these signings in one yeah. window they're not making like... Ndidi Sancho and Ryan Kane same no, window yeah. no way <laughs> I think you could make three at a push but probably two yeah and <laughs> for the two I'd probably I would go Sancho and Ndidi and the thing is it's also a tournament year isn't it so yeah. usually there's a player that comes out and everyone's like oh he's great yeah, everyone like goes Golovin yeah Golovin <laughs> he ended up at Monaco but oh. you know what I mean? There's always that player yeah. that comes out and everyone's like, yes. Javier Hernandez, Meza I mean, Ozil. Pai, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know. Meza Ozil 2010, even, like when he went to yeah. Real. Yeah. Um, or it might have been 2012, I can't even remember. No, it was 2010. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Javier Hernandez for yeah. Mexico. James yeah. Rodriguez 2014. Exactly. So you got a lot of situations mm-hmm. like that, but obviously you don't want to get set up in that, but. So what, I'm just saying the yeah. sort of opinions will probably change to some. So what what are we saying for Oli? I'm saying because what I said. So I said no new contract. Said Definitely no new. Contract. Open talks with Zidane. I think a new contract. I said I would have gone for Allegri. I would have gone for Allegri. Really? Was he available? Zidane. I think Allegri's oh, third. Know, that was Zidane, Conte. Uh, no, he's not third. Not for me. Out no, and in but terms of Allegri's got new anyway. So it's, it's in terms. Yeah, but it's in terms of what I'm saying as well. I think Conte again is potentially the best manager out of the three of them. But I think I, I don't think that. he. I don't think he's the. I don't think it's the right environment. That's what I'm trying to say. I know what you're it's saying. Just, like, it's the same way that if if Mourinho Conte is a madman, yeah, and he's yeah. the thing is he's very ambitious as well. Conte, yeah. like, he's not gone to Tottenham just because he was too ambitious for them. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those. Yeah. But um, no, and it's just because again, it's about environment. Like if you said um, to kind of if you if if you had like a very defensive team. So let's say Jose Mourinho's Inter Milan team, yeah? Yeah. That won the Champions League. If you told Pep Guardiola to go and manage that mm-hmm. team at that time. So let's say in 20, when Jose Mourinho left, yeah? If you told Pep to take over that team of players, I don't think it would have been the right appointment. Despite the fact that Pep yeah. had by that time won two Champions Leagues, looked like the Messiah, the best manager in the world at that point. No, in I do. Time. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. it's the same way that I think Conte... I just think it would be going to a back three. It would be a big change. It'd be a bit of a culture shock. He's quite a disciplinarian. He likes to have things done his own way. It's kind of, he's mad. He's crazy. I just think with the stability that's been there, I don't think Conte's the right man to take over. I love Conte. I just don't think it's right for him. Going into Tottenham, I think would be... Conte going into Tottenham, Conte going into Arsenal where they're in a mess, I think would be perfect. Because the guy just loves... You know, he loves craziness, yeah. <laughs> so you put him in there, uh, where everything, where yeah. there's, you know, you can tear up the rule book yeah. and do whatever you want. I think that's perfect. But mm. at United, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't think it suits. I think he's brilliant, but I don't think it suits. And I think they have to be very careful if they are going to move on, Oli. They have to be very careful that they get the appointment right. I think it, I think we should say that. I, like, I don't see Oli leaving this. No way. Right. No. And I, I, I think yeah. he probably will get a contract, which is for me a really bad decision. Don't like, give him no new contract. No, like <laughs> he's got one year. Like yeah. I don't know. Like he has definitely not done enough to deserve a new contract. But the thing like, is, as well, there were, he, it was mooted that he was going to be given a new deal. 
But yeah. though that has gone very quiet since yeah. they lost in the Europa League final. Mm, yeah, like I think you know if you are going to keep him, you know, one year left. I don't. To be fair, I don't think Zidane's going to take a new job anyway. But um, he'll probably go missing for about ten years. You know, I wouldn't be surprised that say France didn't do well in the Euros. I wouldn't be surprised if Zidane ended up managing France. But mm-hmm. like. I think if you can get, I, I'm surprised. I thought he might have been in for the Juve job, you know, as yeah. well, because obviously he was an ex ex player. And obviously there's that Ronaldo yeah. link as well. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a lot of possibilities, but I do think the cutthroat footballing decision would be leave Oli in the bin, get get, get Zidane, mate. get Conte, get one of those guys, and I think in. you become a instantly a better team without making any signings, and then you make signings, and then you're really talking. But I think yeah, one of those two, I wouldn't be argue too hard against either one yeah. to be honest so yeah that's what Man United should do yeah I mean I, I, the thing is as well I, I want to kind of make one last point in the fact that you have to get rid of the sentiment even the sentiment yeah. within me yeah. I want Oli to succeed he's, he's a lovely guy and like you know he, he has done well there like yeah. what is the brief to kind of restore, restore a good feeling in the club get back this kind of culture like just this good feeling like putting smiles on people's faces yeah. playing decent football and I think that has been important for that has been important and he's that's but that's I think where I'm saying yeah. I think he's done a good job but I think he's done as good a job as he can I, I, yeah. as in I don't think he's got enough quality to take them to the next level and I think what he's done if he was to walk even if he was mm. to say do you know what I'm just not up to taking this team to the next level I think he would have done a phenomenal job just because of where he's got them to. I yeah. think he's got them to a great place. Mm-hmm. But I think if he was... Look, people football, people in football have massive egos. Yeah. So he's going to believe he's the right man to turn it around. And you know what? Fair play to him. He deserves at least... I think he deserves a chance, in a sense. Mm. To Even though we've said that I wouldn't... I'd, I'd get rid of him. I do think at, at the same time, he kind of deserves a chance to be that guy who could take them to the next level. But I don't see it. And I think what he's done has been great, but it's now time to pass the buck on to someone else. Agreed. Fully agreed. Yeah. Are we done? I think that's pretty much it. Just before Where? we go, yeah. just before we go, um, mm-hmm. I do remember saying in a podcast earlier, you know, around the start of the season, I do remember saying, you know, Ben White, watch out for him. <laughs> he, he could be an England international <laughs> oh, by the end of the year. God and look, where, look yeah. where we are, yeah. guys. You yeah. know. Never doubt me again is all I'm saying. Yeah. Rory was saying I don't even deserve credit for that, which is just ridiculous. It's just an easy, it's just an easy prediction to make. Do you know what I mean? Like no one cares if you get it wrong, and people care. Like the team <laughs> Verna, I stuck my neck out in the line of Timo Werner, and I got I was getting ruined by that. That's like, yeah. but even then, to be fair, that I actually wouldn't have brought uh, Ben White as that 26th man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. have I would, to be fair, yeah. to me, it just seems that Maguire's yeah. not fit. No, so. no, no. And do you know yeah. what? No, you do deserve credit. For yeah. That. Like I, yeah. I, no, you do deserve credit for that. <laughs> but I, I do think we both kind of earmark Ben. I, I'm not yeah, saying I yeah, said no, England no, no, international, yeah, yeah. but I do think we both kind of earmarked him yeah. as someone who would make a big step yeah, up. Yeah. I've actually been a bit disappointed with the way he's been used at Brighton. No, like, I don't I like the fact that been... he's been used in midfield. I don't, and I do think that's one of the reasons Southgate's taken portable. Because uh, I do, because Southgate was always banging on about how he's playing midfield. I'm actually scared. Like we're going to be lining up with a back four, Reese James at centre back. Like this no, guy's, no. Well, I think like, I think Ben White might like, start. You know? Yeah, well, I just oh I don't know. Yeah, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, Maguire's not fit enough. Yeah, Maguire's clearly not fit. So no, as well, just Maguire, not fit. At like all. for I, me, thinking on it now, I don't know them. why did we why did we bring Maguire and Hendo? No, but as Roy Keane said, like 
even having them around, like, yeah. for what? <laughs> bring them to the... You know, you can still bring them to Put the them games, the coaching mate. Yeah. <laughs> you can still bring them to the games. Yeah. They don't have to be in the squad to kind of come and say, yeah, well done, boys. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, it's just waste... And do you know what? I think it's really unfair on people like James Ward-Prowse. Like, yeah. James Ward-Prowse, who played every minute... He was great in that every, friendly yesterday as Every well, minute of this season and every yeah. minute of last season. And to, say, and to that kind of go, oh, we're going to reward you, James... By picking two guys who are not fit, and yeah. we're just going to leave you at home. Like, what? What does that say to him? Ridiculous. What does that I say to him? I don't know why Hendo's gone instead of Warpriors, and I don't think Hendo. Like, obviously, everyone knows I'm a big Hendo fan. He's never really been that good for England for me. No, he, he hasn't. He hasn't. He really like, hasn't. I, I don't know. World Cup. He was. He was poor. He was one of our worst players yeah. in the World Cup. So, I love like, Hendo. Like, like, if he was I, fully fit, you have to play him just because of how good he's, bro, been he's world class. But world like, class. He's been, like, if he was fully fit, yeah. you have to play him. Yeah. But. He's not fully fit, and I don't yeah. like. It's not like he's been like England's go-to man, so mm. I don't know why he's really gone. But um, yeah, without going too much into another England episode, yeah. yeah that's Where do you think? So, so if we say, so I think United will get Sancho this summer. Yeah, I think I, I think they'll, they'll get Sancho. Yeah. I don't think they'll get Varane. No. I don't think they'll get Indy. I think they'll get. I, do, I, I think, think they'll get, get a centre back. I think they'll get a centre back. I, do I think, don't think they'll get a top centre back. No, I don't. I don't think they will. But I do think they'll get a centre back. Yeah. Where do you think they finish next year? See, I think if they keep Oli, I think I could see them finishing either third or fourth. I think Chelsea will be uh, City's sort of title contenders next year. Yeah. So I do think it'll be either Chelsea or City who win the league next season. I don't see. I just. I no. I agree with you. I was going to say. I don't see. I think third or fourth is probably yeah. fair because I actually don't think Liverpool like. I don't know what is kind of. They had a fine finish yeah. to the season, but even then, like you know, people forget they kind of got, like I said, I think they got comfortably kind of swept aside by a Real Madrid team that Chelsea yeah. very easily dispatched as well. Yeah. So, so I, I just don't see them. And look, they improved, yeah. they improved towards like the sort of back end of the season. They had that period where they were in relegation form. But, and Canard um, is a really good signing. Canard is a good signing, yeah. We'll like, you know, we'll see how he does. Yeah. I'm, I can't say I've seen too much of him, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, what I have seen of him is well, he's been pretty poor, but <laughs> I'm willing to believe that. Yeah. You know. um, but yeah, I think they'll finish probably around third or fourth. If they bring in a top manager, though, anything can happen, can't it? Any trophies? Nah, not with Oli in charge. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. Um, I'd say top four, no trophies. Yeah. If they keep Oli, if they bring in Zidane or Conte, I could see them mounting a title challenge and winning a trophy. Well, I think as well, I could see them going deep in the Champions League, not winning it, yeah. but going deep. Well, Conte's never really done that well in Europe. No, that's the only thing. Conte, that's the blemish mm. in his record. Yeah. But even still, I think, obviously, Chelsea, he wasn't, they weren't in Europe first season. Yeah. And second season, I think they're actually all right. They got knocked out to a good, to, they, to, they to, got knocked out to Lionel Messi. Yeah. Like, and there's no shame in that. And yeah, Messi was yeah. great over both legs. And even at yeah. Inter, even at Inter, like, Obviously, Europa well, League they, final they to lose in the group yeah. though. As well. What this season? Yeah. To be honest, I didn't really keep up with them this season yeah. in Europe. But last season, they were in a really tough group. Yeah. Um, and they came third, and they did have like you know losing. I think they lost. They lost at um at the at Dortmund after being two 0 up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we you know mm. without going, Hakimi up for sale as well. I mean, not as a right back. I don't think yeah. if it, like right wing back, right wing back, or right. But do you think Conte yeah. going there, bringing Hakimi, Aaron yeah, Wambasaka bring... right centre back? I don't know. I don't think Wan-Bissaka would play well right yeah. centre back. I, I don't, don't think he's tall enough. No, and I don't think he's really positionally good enough as well to yeah. play that right centre yeah. back. Role. No, he's he's so yeah. he's his numbers in terms of tackling and interception. No, he's so great. Good. He's great as They're a so right good back in that because, back four. And but, I do think yeah. Wan-Bissaka has actually been good for Man United this season and last yeah. season. His positioning is really bad. Yeah, though. like it is really really bad, and that's why his numbers are so good because he gets himself in positions where he has yeah. to make tackles and he makes them. 
Like, mm. and that's part of his game. So he yeah. can has that license to kind of be a bit mm. lazy sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think that's. I think that wraps it up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you guys for listening. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. We're gonna have a. Yeah. We're gonna try and do Monday's weekly yeah. episode. Mondays. It could be a little bit flexible, but yeah, know, Monday, Tuesday, that sort of time. And yeah. we might. I don't know. We might have a reaction to some of the Euros. Yeah. That's week. probably some, what it something will be. like that. Yeah. Like. Um, but yeah, it, and if anything happens in the next week, I'm sure we'll cover it as yeah. well. So we're kind of trying to do things that are topical. Mm-hmm. But um, if you guys have any suggestions, as usual, um, please make sure to leave your feedback. I got feedback from a couple of people last week. I won't mention names, but I just say it was great to get that that feedback. So um, we do really, really appreciate it. So if you do have any suggestions, then just please let us know. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.